People. People. Welcome. I'm saying, did you forget we were podcasting? (laughs) (laughs) Those awkward seconds. Ready? Ready? People. Welcome to the Better Everyday Podcast, episode 72. We are calling this one Better Every Recovery. We are coming to you from our kitchen. All dogs are here, so please disregard any speaking and or barking and or random yelling. (laughs) We'll try to do the same. (laughs) So since we started our new cycle this week, it kind of feels like, not like you're starting over, but it does expose, like, I guess some weaknesses that weren't in the last cycle, and it sort of makes you feel like a beginner again, which I think is actually kind of fun to start, like, fresh and feel like everything's kind of new, but definitely with that new movements comes a lot of like soreness and uncomfortableness and feeling winded it's almost like you feel like i think kat said to me today she's like, she's like i feel like i'm out of shape yeah. <laughs> and it's true it does make you feel that way in a sense but it's only because we take the things that you guys that we felt we could approve on from the last cycle and put them into this one so that we get better at the stuff that we all kind of suck at and like slightly changed it a little bit so like you think you know what weight to do but you don't know what weight to do which is tough the first week i think part of the soreness Epidemic, can we call it that? No. No? Not pandemic. Just part of the Just soreness. Just part of the soreness. <laughs> I guess you can leave it at that. <laughs> it just feels like, like it needs more. No, I think that's okay. okay. Um, so we just want to talk to you guys about, not that any of this is new, but it definitely can't hurt to be reminded of it, but some really great ways to recover, some things that we do, and hopefully that you guys can implement so that you aren't as sore after, you know, these new workouts. Um, I think something like that we do try to say a lot is that training isn't the thing that gets you fit. Recovery is the thing that gets you fit because if you never actually recover, you just really work your ass off to essentially always be sore, probably get injured, and always have shitty workouts. And if you're super sore all the time, then you can't do your best because you're sore. Right. So when you recover, it's going to allow you to train harder. It's going to allow you to push. Your performance is going to be better. And limits injury which is going to keep you in the gym which is what we all want build muscle yep um but i think that when sometimes when you feel super sore the last thing you think that you want to do is like come to the gym and move and that's really like the first thing that you should do when you are sore um so like even after like that first monday i know you guys legs were like really sore and i always say like oh well after the workout you'll feel better but like you all were like oh i feel better <laughs> is that, that you was me being, being you me. that was me being that's me. confusing i feel like that's how people do me yeah. that's, that's how they do my voice that's, fair. that's what alice would do your voice yeah for yeah. sure um so that's the first thing we're going to talk about is just kind of active recovery and i feel like we throw that word out there and it's like what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Cool. Um, and basically, it's like you just want to be doing something where your heart rate is not at a super high intensity, but it's higher than your resting heart rate. So Some examples. Go for it, Alyssa. Walking. Walking is actually literally the best thing you can do. Literally. Literally. Not running. No. That's too much. But I think that the problem is that people think like walking is... I know we're trying to make walking cool again, and I think that we're going to succeed, but it's like people are like, oh, I'm just going to go for a walk. Like, you guys forget. If you go for a 20-minute walk, you're you're using energy. You're getting fresh blood flow through your body. You're increasing circulation. All of that stuff to your muscles and your joints is going to feel really good. Like, turn your watch on when you go for your walk. Like, set it to walk and go for a walk, and, like, look at where your heart rate was. I know this is important to you, but, like, look how many calories you burned because – you actually that's do because but- that's really super accurate and really is what you should live or die by but you actually do like and I mean I always say like when you go for a walk you're burning extra calories I'm quoting here 
but you're not like using up energy to do so. So you're not going to need to eat more. Like you're not going to be hungry after that like you are after a regular workout. So it's a nice way to assist in recovery and also burn the extra blood calories. flow help recovery blah 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 like think if you burned an extra 150 to 200 calories a day what that would look like for your fat loss goal if that's you know what your goal is it's just we're always trying to talk to you guys about like more expending more energy and going for a 20 30 minute walk is a great way to do that so don't like underrate it it's definitely something you should be doing every other day if you can um and a good place to keep your heart rate, I know like people like numbers, is just between like 100 and 125. I think they call that the phase two. Mm-hmm. The, the blue zone. Usually. The blue zone usually on your watch. Um, and like Alyssa said, that's a place where you're not going to be over intensifying yourself where like you need more food, you're going to be hungrier. It's just going to be a place where your body is like at a... You don't need to recover from a walk. You don't need to recover from a walk, right? Exactly. That's a great that's point. That's a new one. That's our next Instagram post. We're just like killing that lately. Um, And of course, other things you could do is come into the gym, stretch. You guys can come in and ride the assault bike. You can (laughs) hop on the rower. We could do all kinds of steady state cardio just to like get that. Do some mobility stuff. Yes, mobility stuff. Do a warm up, like whatever whatever it might be. Um, But I think that that's definitely one that I know you feel like my legs are so sore. How am I going to go for a walk? It's like 10 minutes in and you'll be happy that you did. Like I've never gone on a walk and like regretted it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really fair There's thing. There's another Instagram post. Or a t-shirt. Man. <laughs> um, food and water. Like. These are new. I I feel like something. We're not one. Of, we're not people who are like, oh, you got to eat like during your workout and directly after. But if you get to the point where like you take the six a.m. class and then like you haven't eaten anything till ten, some damage, so to speak, is already done because you did a hard ass workout and now your body is basically just feeding off of whatever was there from the night before. Which who knows if you even ate dinner, um, or what time you eat dinner, or what time you eat dinner, and that's when your muscles just really start to break down and your body starts to break into your muscle instead of feeding off of your fat, and nobody wants that, and that is really how it goes. So I would really recommend, I'm not going to force anybody to eat breakfast, we always say this, but after, at least, try to eat within an hour of your workout. Even if you have a pre-made shake, like, you know, I'm not asking for you guys to have like a three-course meal. Especially if it's a 6 a.m. Especially if it's a 6 a.m. But you definitely need to fuel afterward because there is such a long fast between dinner and then again once you work out and then again once you eat again. Um, like if you hear your belly grumbling, it's been too long. You you need to eat. Or if you have that like shaky feeling in like your legs or yeah. your arms, like you need to eat. Um, and it, you know, you guys know what to eat. Have a little protein. Have some carbs. Have some fats. I mean, have one of the three and I think I would just be satisfied. Have something, yeah. Have something. I mean, not a donut, but like... <laughs> We basically work for Koya, so if you haven't had a Koya yet, yeah. go get a Koya shake. Go get a Koya. K-O-I-A, in case you need to look that up. Okay. <laughs> um, and water. Guys, we have to drink water. The more dehydrated you are, the more tight and sore your muscles are going to feel. Water lubricates, I hate that word, but it does, <laughs> lubricates joints, flushes toxins really from sure. your body. <laughs> like, why wouldn't we want to drink it? But Helps with blood flow. You guys already know this stuff, but... Again, this is just kind of like a refresh. Um, Okay, these are my favorite ones now. Sort of. They all kind of tie in together. So we're going to kind of talk about sleep, not overdoing it, and minimizing stress all in one thing. Because I kind of feel like they all kind of fall in the same bucket. Um, So something that we always tell you guys to do is to try to get a good night's sleep. And it's like, what's a good night's sleep? We have six heads. But what's a good night's sleep? Because like a good night's sleep is definitely going to look different for Alyssa. It's going to look different for me. It's going to look different for you guys. 
And I think that the first way to figure out how much sleep you need is to start, just like we tell you to track workouts, track your sleep. Track your sleep. You know, kind of, if you do wear one of these watches, it does tell you when you went to sleep and when you woke up. I don't know how accurate all the other bullshit is, but at least you'll have like a gauge on how many hours you're getting per night. And if you wake up and you're feeling really groggy, maybe that's a maybe it's a sign if you're sleeping nine hours maybe that's a sign you're actually sleeping too much if you're sleeping three you're probably not sleeping enough so it's like finding that healthy balance like i'm not gonna sit here and say eight hours for everybody because everybody's lives are different and i think some people do require less but i do think like getting into a sleep routine and having like a time you actually go to bed and like whatever you do to lead up to that is important because it's going to help you stay consistent with when you fall asleep and then when you wake up yeah, I think the going to bed at the same time and trying to wake up at the same time has been like, I mean, a game changer for me personally, because obviously on like a Sunday I might try and sleep in a little bit later or if I have the morning off sleep in a little later, but that ended up just like backfiring and like messing up my sleep routine. And I've also noticed that just like if I sleep eight hours, I'm so tired, but if I sleep like six to seven, perfect. It's like too much sleep isn't great too. How'd you figure that out? tracking my sleep how about that but i i think that's definitely something that everybody should try doing is just seeing how much sleep are you getting now and then kind of play with it and see how much you know you think that you require you like if you have a really great day it it wouldn't hurt to go back and be like oh what time did i go to sleep last night what time did i wake up Mm -hmm. and that's a kind of a good that's a good enough indicator like okay i have a lot of energy i don't feel really groggy um and that's a great like way to just get a good baseline on how much you're sleeping already. And if you're someone who like struggles to sleep, because I know that's like a huge thing people right now, really try and make or come up with a bedtime routine. Like I know that sounds ridiculous, and, like it's for like kids, but it really does like prep your mind to know that like it's time to chill out and go to bed. And like I know sometimes I even catch my, us doing this like at night, like eating dinner under like really bright lights because we obviously get home like kind of late, so seven seven thirty. And it's like we're in this like bright ass kitchen and it's like it's it does help if you dim the lights a little bit and like start to unwind at that point not just like at 10 o'clock when you're actually ready to go to sleep like the unwinding kind of has to happen before you're laying in bed tossing and turning and if you're a shower before bed person shower will be part of your routine maybe have a cup of tea speaking of shower you guys are gonna love this one rolled right into our next one so i don't know how many of you have ever done cold showers before But they are legit. I've been preaching cold showers. She has. And it's like, I know it's like the last thing you feel like you want to do in the winter. But it it is like a game changer to do like a 30 seconds of freezing cold water on yourself at the end of your shower. Like it just like, it calms your like entire nervous system. It's a crazy feeling. It's like you're freezing cold, but it doesn't matter. When you get out, you're like hot. It's like very strange. But either way... Um, when you do cold showers, it improves your circulation and it actually does promote deeper sleep and faster recovery from workouts. So along with better sleep, then you'll have a better workout, then you'll recover better. You see how these, all these things might be connected. And when you first try the cold shower, first of all, try not to panic because you're going to want to panic. Remember you're in control. Like you can step out of the water at any moment. And just really take deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth and try and focus on your breathing. And the coldness weirdly, like, you forget about it because you're thinking about your breathing. And you just have this, like, feeling. I don't know. I can't explain it. And I think we were, we read uh, something that we read. It was, I think it was start with, like, 10 to 15 mm-hmm. seconds. And then as much as you could tolerate, pretty much. And then Basically, every yeah. day, try to build up, like, three to four seconds until you get to a, an entire minute. And if you can hang there for a minute, you know, that's you win. that's usually sufficient. But, I mean, you could do it really as long as your heart kind of desires if you feel like you can handle it. Um, 
But I definitely, like, sometimes I feel really ballsy and, like, I'm like, yeah, I can do this. And then there are weeks where I don't do it. And I definitely notice a difference in, like, how fast I fall asleep and how hard I sleep. So there is definitely a lot of good it's also a way to build mental strength because that's totally and control breathing yeah i mean even just to get yourself to do it because when you're in the nice warm shower after being cold all day like you're just so cozy and warm the last thing you want to do is the cold shower but that's the hardest thing for me you do it and you it's your last win of the day yeah you're right better of a shower better of a shower um that won't be a t-shirt probably (laughs) i don't think so i don't think that's good yet um and then this is I kind of saved the best for last, I think. The best way to not have to recover so much from a workout is to not overdo it in the moment and just to know that like more isn't always better and we don't always have to be working at 100% of our max. And you guys know we've been preaching this yeah. all the time. But I think it feels... I, I feel like people feel like it's weird to leave something in the tank like when you're leaving the gym, but that really is exactly what we want is for you to walk out of the gym not completely taxing your central nervous system but being able to like work and and be productive we've said this a million times um but i think it is hard mentally for people to pull themselves back and just be like okay you know what i'm not feeling it today i'm not going to grab heavy weights i'm just going to go kind of go through the motions um and remember if you're always going as hard as you can or going to like you can't do more then you never have any chance to recover so you're not actually going as hard as you possibly could because if you were recovering you would be stronger and you'd be able to move faster lift heavier weight but you're at this constant state of unrecovered, not recovered. But that's like the same idea as what we talked about earlier. Yeah, you're just like in a constant state of yeah, like always being sore, always being tired, always having a shitty workout. Like if you're feeling that way, that is – I don't like to use the term burnout. I don't think you do yeah. either because it sounds yeah. like – it's not – It's extreme. Yeah, it's extreme. If you're constantly sore and tired and you seriously feel like you haven't had a good workout in weeks, that is definitely a sign that you need like some real recovery, like, like total rest days – just walking, no weights. And we're talking about, like, sore. Not, like, I like I always ask people, like, do you feel like you worked out yesterday? Like, that's different than being, like, sore, sore. Not when you're, like, struggling to go to the bathroom or go up the stairs. Like, that's really, really sore. But, like, knowing that, like, all right, I did some, you know, leg stuff yesterday. I know that I used my legs. And that's all good. We like that. Yeah. We like that. But you definitely don't need to feel like that cannot get out of bed, cannot go to the bathroom sore. Yeah. Um, and just kind of along with... I guess this is the last. I didn't save the last one. The best one for last. <laughs> this is awkward. This is a P.S. <laughs> P.S. Also, side note. <laughs> While we were talking about like the cold showers and the breathing and stuff, something else that is helpful to control recovery is meditation and breath work. Um, so I, I know you guys probably realize Alyssa and I have been doing more of this stuff like after class, like trying to tell tell you guys to be like in a very comfortable position and take big inhales through your nose, hold your breaths and then exhale them out. Um, That really does like calm your whole system down and that does allow you to then recover from like this crazy workout that you just did. Um, There is like a certain amount of seconds you should inhale and hold and exhale but I feel like that would stress some of you out so I'm not even really going to go there because then it's almost like doing the opposite of what I want. But if you guys just at the end of whatever even a stressful day if you ha- if you worked out and had a stressful day whatever had a fight with whoever and then you come home and you feel like your your heart rate is super high your body doesn't know the difference between your heart rate being high from a workout and it being high from like a really toxic conversation so either way it's, it feels stress and to come down from that stress just controlling your breathing and bringing your heart rate back to a level that is a comfortable resting heart rate is going to do you so much good for for your night's sleep for the next day um, so if you're ever having a day like that, like just pick some place to lay down, close your eyes and do those 
the breathing exercises that we do at the end of class because it will help you even if you feel like oh this is such a waste of time it's not a waste of time bringing your heart rate down and regulating your body is not a waste of time (laughs) or even to bring that back to like getting better sleep if you want to add that to your nightly sleep routine like do some alligator breathing or 90 90 breathing or just literally just like lay in bed and breathe and just think about breathing and try not to think about anything else and don't obsess over the seconds or don't obsess if you accidentally breathe in through your mouth <laughs> like that's just exactly when that happens to accidentally breathe in through my mouth that's the exact opposite of what we want we want to de-stress you um because stress is going to don't overthink it. Up. Don't overthink it. Little Jen, I'm really talking to you right now. <laughs> like These hard. are all very simple <laughs> tactics. They're not challenging. Simple, not easy. That's like the theme of life right now. That's the theme of life in general, I think. So just to recap, recovery is going to be the most important part of your training. How can we recover? Actively, with food, with water, with sleep, minimizing your stress, cold showers, and... The one that I think is really the most important is just not overdoing it in the moment and learning how to pull yourself back and not listening to that like ego in your head that always wants you to like push, push, push. Um, finding that sweet spot. Finding that sweet spot of like not. You said this before, like not, not on. <laughs> don't underachieve. Don't overachieve. Be regular. Yeah, be regular. Be on the honor that. roll. You don't want to be on high honor roll. I love that. Or whatever's below honor roll. Not on honor roll. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but then what would the categories be (laughs) never mind um okay guys well we hope this helps you because we know some of you have been super sore um it'll get better after the first week of better every week better Better every cycle cycle, yeah better every program yeah same but different yeah okay use these hashtags (laughs) get outside um take cold showers take cold showers better every shower better every shower thanks for listening guys bye bye